You have arrived at your destination. Cartoon Junkie Brandon Jones here. I'm just giving you a little bit of a solo episode today to let you guys know uh, there's some news coming. There's some news coming out that we didn't really cover in past episodes, and also uh, I am working on a new editorial style video slash podcast episode, um, and you'll be seeing that coming uh, hopefully in the next uh, couple of weeks. But definitely want to get that kind of stuff going, and I hope you guys really enjoy it. Um, so, you know, uh, just be on the lookout for that, and, um, I'm probably going to be reusing animationdestination.com, uh, to start doing some more written work as well. I really want to get into some written reviews, uh, for stuff that's, like, kind of, you know, episode-to-episode review type stuff. Um, I don't really do that much, uh, anymore. I can't really do that in podcast form, so, you know, maybe just, uh, I, I jot down a few notes about some... Uh, shows that I watched or maybe a little editorial about something uh, but I'm also doing some video work and hopefully you guys will enjoy that new content I'm trying to really expand out the content for the website and uh, for the podcast so you know and uh, by the way um, if you guys uh, subscribe to me on iTunes please uh, go on iTunes uh, and fill out a review uh, you have to have a, an account for iTunes and through Apple and all that stuff, and it's very annoying, I know. But uh, if you guys have an iTunes account, uh, please go and uh, write a review. Give me, a, give me whatever stars you think I deserve. If it's a one star, please let me know. If it's a, and keep listening, even if it's a one star, please keep listening. I would love to hear uh, why I suck. No, um, and uh, you know, if it's if it's any number of stars, just give a review, and uh, uh, because it really helps me get seen on iTunes. It really helps uh, you know expand the channel, grow the channel, and everything. So if you like what you hear uh, and you want me to keep doing it, um, you know, I, I, I love doing this. Uh, it would probably take a lot for me to stop. Like if no one was listening, I would probably stop. But you know, the uh, e- even even the, you guys that listen now, it's enough to keep me going. So uh, you know, feel feel free to to write a review, uh, comment on Facebook. Uh, that helps me get seen as well. I don't have Twitter anymore. I got off of there. It's poison. I never want to go back. Um, so, uh, but you know, I'm gonna try and uh, get get some more stuff going, get some more content. Uh, into things, but if you guys could uh, help me out and give a little bit extra feedback, it'd be great. I would love to. I'd love to get this thing, you know, really, really, really jamming and 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 going on all on all cylinders. So, um, yeah, if you could do that, it'd be great. Um, so yeah, I uh, just wanted to go over some of the news that I wasn't able to go over in the past few episodes. There were a few times where I just sort of skipped it, went right into the next things uh, because we had a lot to cover. Uh, Love Death Robots, um, that is happening. Love Death Robots Season 2, a trailer uh, came out for that, which is really cool. Um, super excited about that, um, mainly because we did get a look at at least one new Robert Valley short film. Um, I don't know if it'll be 
more than just the one. I would give all of them to Robert Valley, honestly. But uh, you know, it seems like all the same uh, teams are coming back and everything to do uh, the all the shorts. Um, but I'm really excited for uh, uh, Robert Valley, the guy that did Zima Blue. Um, you know, from the original one, my favorite one of them. Uh, go back and listen to our Love Death Robots episode actually that's a really favorite one of mine uh me brian and evan uh from the destination we all break down our i break down like the order in which i really enjoy the episodes and uh yeah tim miller david fincher coming back for love death robots once again and uh all the studios or most of the studios i think are coming back for more stuff the trailer looks really cool um lots of new lots of new stuff lots of uh cool new looking uh, uh visuals and I'm super excited to see uh, yet another Robert Valley, so can't wait for that. More Robert Valley is needed. I need to talk about Tron and Motor City on this podcast at some point, because those are two fantastic shows, uh, Motor City especially, um, done by Robert Valley for Disney for Disney XD. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're interesting. They're an interesting little breed. If I can get some people to watch those, that would be... That would be fun to, to do an episode on those, or maybe a maybe a video. I'm not sure, um, but yeah. So uh, let's see. What else did I want to cover? I wanted to cover a little animation recommendation. This guy's pretty fun. Uh, so there is a YouTube channel out there right now that I've been enjoying recently, and that's uh, Jake W. Uh, double as in D O U B L E. Y O O W Jake W. If you want to go check him out on uh, on uh, YouTube, uh, he does these cool little uh, short animations about Greek mythology. That's kind of his thing that he's doing right now. Uh, he's got a lot of other uh, tiny little uh, short animations, but he has a really cute little style. Uh, he did some Temi animations for Temi's live stream. Temi, of course, the artist for Undertale. Uh, if you're an Undertale fan. Uh, you would uh, know her as Timmy, uh, the little tiny dog character, but she's an actual artist. She does live streams, and he does a few little cartoon uh, shorts of her stuff when she's live streaming. Um, yeah, Jake's a good guy. He, se- he seems like a good dude. His channel kind of blew up recently uh, to 14,000 uh, subscribers uh, very, very quickly. Uh, so he's hitting that boom, and I figured I'd just go ahead and uh, share some more of that. So I'll be sharing a lot of his Greek mythology uh, shorts on my podcast pretty soon and uh, you know or on my Facebook page so should be pretty fun um, uh, Fox is developing bedrock a primetime adult Flintstones reboot uh, with Elizabeth banks uh, so filmmaker Elizabeth banks uh, for that uh, highly successful Charlie's Angels reboot I guess um, no uh, I, I actually like Elizabeth banks okay Um uh, but, um, yeah, there's apparently going to be a new Flintstones, uh, so that seems interesting, um, I don't know, Lindsay Kearns wrote the, uh, wrote the pilot script, um, who, uh, has done, uh, DC Superhero Girls, which is great, um, you know, uh, also did Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous, which is a really kind of lame show on Netflix that I don't really like, um, that I don't talk about on this podcast, um, and Trolls the Beat Goes On, uh, those Trolls movies which every child loves, um, so, you know, I would say probably a good writer on, on, on the end of it, but, uh, 
they tried this. It was going to be called Bedrock. They they tried this with Seth MacFarlane. He was going to be the one to do this. Um, but I, I don't know. Uh, it, it seems weird. It's going to be a free on Tubi as well. So, you know, uh, it's got all the six seasons of the original Flintstones on there. So it's going to be uh, available on Tubi as well. So if I, that's the Fox-owned free slate i actually like tubi it's got a lot of uh it's got a lot of fun um uh, uh old cartoons that you don't see streaming anywhere else uh, it's got legend of prince valiant it's got uh, uh another dinosaur related one cadillacs and dinosaurs if you ever want to watch something really weird um but um yeah so that's that's happening um uh, Take that as you will. I'm I'm not super excited about that, but uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe it'll be funny. Not uh, we'll, we'll see as it comes out. Um, Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon Eternal, the movie announced for Netflix. So this I don't remember hearing anything about this. Um, that Netflix was getting a, a Sailor Moon movie. Um, that one was coming out, but it's based off of the Crystal, uh, Sailor Moon Crystal uh, run, or well, it's based off the manga, I guess. Crystal is more closer to the manga than the anime was. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of Crystal. Um, it, I, I watched uh, most of the first season, but kind of fell off because I felt everybody was kind of flat. Um, it seemed to be going through the motions of the manga more so than developing the characters as good as the anime did. The anime had very specific characters characters for each one of the uh the sailor scouts and and those sort of got lost throughout uh sailor moon crystal they all seemed kind of blank slate um but uh you know it, it seems interesting that the 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 announcement trailer is really cool because it goes through uh the whole sailor moon speech but it's all in different languages all the different languages that it's going to be dubbed in so i thought that was a lot of fun um, you know, Sailor Moon, she's, she's like the top selling heroine on the planet. So, you know, good to see, uh, more stuff from it. Um, just more proof that, uh, you know, um, Tagashi will never finish Hunter x Hunter because, uh, his wife is definitely the breadwinner and he will never have to work another day of his life if he doesn't want to. So Hunter x Hunter will probably never get finished. Uh, I kid, of course, uh, Togashi, please, um, finish Hunter Hunter, get, get, have your, take some painkillers, make your back feel better and, and finish off Hunter Hunter. I really need that to be a thing that, that, that exists. Um, uh, the other thing is Luca. Luca had the full trailer. So Luca, um, uh, takes place in Italy, um, which is really cool about these two brothers who are kind of these mermaid folk. I forget what you kind of call those types of you know, creatures in, in Italian lore, I'm sure they have a specific name, uh, but these brothers just want to go on land, and when they're not wet, they look like humans, but when they're wet, they look like mermaids, uh, so it, it looks like a lot of fun, the cartoony style is really fun, the models of the characters are really fun, they have, you know, these very, again, it's, it's very rounded Pixar features and everything, but, uh, this will, of course, be available live streaming on Disney Plus on June 18th, so no waiting for premium access or anything like that, Pixar is just putting out the way they want to, so if you don't have Disney Plus, uh, go check out, uh, Disney Plus for these things, um, uh, yeah, and, uh, Sony Films will head to Disney platforms, after streaming on Netflix. So, the other Disney Plus news, uh, 
the Sony films that uh, go to straight to Netflix uh, will then be streaming straight to Disney Plus right after the contract from Netflix is up. They bought all the secondary rights to the Sony uh, to the Sony library, uh, mainly the animated films, um, which was interesting because we did see that uh, Hotel Transylvania the series is on Disney Plus, which was weird to see, just simply because it's you know two giant conglomerates and owned by one and then the other one's streaming on that that platform of course you know streaming rights you you sell those things off you sell them onto things and that's that's just how that works so you know that's fine um but uh it, it, it's it's interesting to see you know like it's like kind of like when genesis uh started putting sonic games on nintendo you just never thought you'd see that when you were a kid it was a bizarre thing to watch and and to to, to latch on to um Let's see here. Uh, Loud House, the movie, coming to Netflix, which is really cool. Uh, so love Loud House. Loud House is uh, probably one of the best uh, shows uh, to come out of Nickelodeon for a long time. Um, they actually gave this sucker a chance, which is great, uh, because they don't give anything a chance that isn't SpongeBob, and this finally got some Sponge... Some new show finally got some SpongeBob numbers that is new and cool and has a great art style to it. It has that comic book art style. You've heard me talk about Loud House. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but we're getting uh, Loud Castle, the Loud House movie, uh, this summer on Netflix. No official date yet, but we do know it'll be summer. It'll be June, July, somewhere around there. So she'll be pretty fun. Uh, can't wait for that. And it'll be available on Netflix, so if you got Netflix, it's right there. Uh, Demon Slayer becomes the first anime in decades to hit number one at U.S. box offices. So, uh, for the first time since... Oh, good lord. What was the last thing that hit, uh, number one? Pokemon the movie. Yep, Pokemon the first movie. <laughs> the pretentiously named Pokemon the first movie, um, was, uh, was the last anime that hit number one in the box office, which... Makes perfect sense. It's Pokemon. It's huge. Uh, but Demon Slayer. Uh, now, again, these are COVID numbers, obviously. So uh, t- take it as you will with, uh, you know, with all that. But, um, you know, but th- if you go to the theaters, they're not exactly uh, spry for, for a lot of, uh, for a lot of uh, people there. They were already kind of going down, and then this sort of really hit it. But um, when we went to see it, there weren't a whole lot of people there. But it is cool to see Demon Slayer. Uh, getting a number one at the box office, that's really cool. So the people who really want to go see it, really want to go see it. You know, they'll they'll go out in these in in this in even in these times to go see the movie. Again, I maintain that if you uh, don't want to catch COVID or, or whatever, uh, and you haven't been vaccinated, just go to the theater. Nobody's there. Nobody's in the theater. You won't catch it from anybody because no one's in the theaters. Um, it's a little bit brutal. So hopefully the summer will be picking a lot of that stuff up, but uh, we'll see. Um, streaming's kind of fun now. People have their theaters. Maybe people have their home theaters. Maybe people don't want to go back to the theater that much anymore. I I don't want to say that, especially for people who maybe work in the theater, uh, you know, work in theaters. I don't like to see things go out of business or people lose their jobs. It's never fun, but, uh, you know, there, there's certain services that uh, maybe don't need to be around uh, in certain ways. Maybe we've all learned that. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens in the in the coming months here. Uh, season 5 official trailer for Rick and Morty is here, and it looks really fun. Uh, it's, uh, coming pretty soon. I think it's in June when this thing hits. 
Uh, but it's uh, yeah, June 20th, June 20th at 11 p.m. on Adult Swim. Uh, so now we can start speculating on when season six is going to come out. Um, I imagine this will be part one, probably get five episodes, then wait a couple months, probably around the fall, early fall, we'll probably get the second half of the, of, uh, this season. Uh, so, you know, five and five, I like that structure. I think that's plenty because five episodes of Rick and Morty, I think is, is kind of plenty. A lot of things happen in one episode of Rick and Morty. So it gets, uh, kind of, kind of crazy when you think about it, but, um, yeah, so pretty cool to see that. Uh, coming back, always love Rick and Morty, can always talk about it. Go back and listen to my Season 4 episode I did with Brian Barrow. That was a few weeks ago. Uh, maybe I'll post that up uh, pretty soon on Facebook in case you missed it. So go check out my older episodes and uh, you know leave comments whenever you can. Leave comments uh, on Facebook, leave comments on Destination Comics, do all that stuff. Uh, love to have the interaction from you guys, it's really great. Um, and finally, a new trailer for another Netflix show. Netflix is just cranking it out as, uh, as John Myers, friend of the show, constant guest on the show, one of the Netflix originals, Bobom, with Mitch Harmon. Uh, he, we, so many things keep coming out with Netflix. They just never stop with stuff. And they have another MOBA animated series with League of Legends, uh, Arcane, coming to Netflix. So League of Legends is, of course, another MOBA, but it has a whole foray of different types of characters in it. You select, uh, you know, from uh, this big cadre of champions, these legends that the, that that all come into one hub to fight each other. And so you've got crazy space pirates and uh, uh, Korean pop stars and and uh, uh, old elder gods and uh, steampunk uh, uh, race car drivers, just all sorts of crazy stuff, just kind of thrown into this into this video game. And now we're going to be getting a lot of that in League of Legends uh, Arcane coming to Netflix. Um, so that'll be very interesting to see. Um, there is no uh, this fall is all it says, so no uh, date for that just yet. But it is on its way, so that should be pretty fun. Um, last little bit I want to say here is that Soul took home the Oscar this week, uh, this past week. Um, I don't care about the Oscars all that much. I don't, but they are still sort of seen as like some sort of prestige for certain things. I, you know, the Oscars have had a, a kind of a, a, a big history of, uh, of dissing animated films. I remember one story of a lot of, uh, Oscar, a lot of directors were upset when Beauty and the Beast was put up for best movie of the year, and they thought that uh, it was pretentious and ridiculous that a child's movie would be up against uh, all of our uh, much more important uh, film movies. And there's preposterous notions because we all know that Beauty and the Beast is a wonderful story and a wonderful movie. Um, so to, to diss it like that is just a ridiculous notion. Um, a lot of people that vote in the Academy Awards just kind of think they're kids' movies. That's always been sort of a thing. This was highlighted, I think, when Chris Rock made a joke about voice acting and how it's super easy to do. And uh, Tara Strong kind of made a bit of a social outcry, a little, little social post outcry against that because, you know, it's her profession. She does it professionally. Like, 
she doesn't get paid millions of dollars to just do her own voice. She is a craftsman and goes through and does all these different voices. So she kind of took umbrage against that. Um, you know, it's uh, it, it's on one case you can say Chris Rock is a comedian. He's making a joke, but also coming from uh, Tara Strong's perspective that animation that barely ever gets any kind of recognition from the academy or hollywood in general as just seen as like a kid's thing and the craft isn't really appreciated all that much you can see the defensiveness coming from her being like hey um actually uh it's not super easy to do what we do if you do it correctly and mark hamill kind of backed her up on that because of course he transitioned from live action to being a masterful uh voice actor uh in, you know as the voice of the joker and so many other things um uh, but yeah, it just it's uh, it's weird the Academy Awards uh, how much disdain they seem to have for animation. But they, of course, for the past a lot for a long time they've had best animated feature, um, and for the past twenty years, uh, I think Pixar Disney has taken home fourteen of the last twenty. Uh, so only six movies uh, in the past twenty years have actually beaten. A Pixar movie, and some of them not really because a Pixar movie didn't come out or a Disney movie didn't come out during certain years. Um, I think Wallace and Gromit got one year because there was nothing else out there. I love the Wallace and Gromit movies, and I think they deserve it for just being claymation in this world in this time. Um, I think a lot of the um, uh, a lot of the uh, Studio Leica movies deserve to have a little bit of it. But you know, Soul, of course, won. Um, I take umbrage with that because I believe that the best animated feature of last year was definitely Wolfwalkers. Um, Over the Moon was a lot of fun. I don't think it had a good, a lot of polish. Um, and Onward was okay. I think it kind of lacked a few uh, polish uh, things to it as well. Um, honestly, it was two of the least strong Pixar movies coming out um, in this, uh, in, in this thing, not to say that soul was bad by any stretch. I actually think soul was much better than onward. Um, but, um, you know, it, it kind of followed a formula from it's, it's standing on the shoulder of giants because it followed the same formulas as Coco up and inside out. And it just was, it, it had a lot to live up to. And there's a few things about it that didn't quite live up to, which you will be hearing in my editorial video, uh, coming very soon, uh, hopefully this week. Uh, I hope to get that out to you guys. Um, it, it should be a lot of fun, and I hope you uh, don't take my don't take my critiques on Soul too too harshly. I actually really enjoyed Soul. I find it took me a while to watch it, but I finally did, uh, and I very much enjoyed it. I thought it was a very good movie, um, but it was not the best movie of the year. It absolutely should have gone to Wolfwalkers. Um, Wolfwalkers was a better movie. It was better animated. Well. Better is a subjective word, obviously, but it, it had a better look to it. It had a more unique look to it, and I like it when things with unique looks take the gold. I like when things that look different from your norm win, um, such as uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. No movie looked like that uh, for the past 20 years. And it looked great. It looked so good. And I, I, more things like that need to kind of happen. Um, and we're starting to see that, I think. Uh, we're starting to see those trends. Uh, of course, you get Cartoon Saloon, like, always keeping 2D animation alive, which is great. I love to see 2D animation live out. Um, uh, what is interesting is uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the Sony tricks that happened in uh, Enter the Spider-Verse 
they got incorporated into another fun little movie that I watched that I'd like to talk about, which was uh, Mitchell and the Machines. I might do a full episode on this movie. I'm not sure because it kind of took me by surprise. I thought this movie was going to be okay. Uh, turns out I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was a great film. I thought it was great. Uh, I loved the visuals. Uh, the comedy was uh, top notch. I, I laughed. I roared a few times on the on on, on how funny it was. Uh, the plot was very simple. Plot was very simple. The char- the characters were a lot of fun. You really cared about all the characters. That that was good. But really, the visuals and the ga- and the gags, man, the the jokes, the visual gags, the punchlines, they were all just spot on. Really good stuff. Um, you know, it it didn't it didn't beat around the bush. It was it was fast paced. You kind of got along with it. It feels like it's a longer like it didn't it never felt like it was super long, but it is a longer animated film. But a lot of that is credits, so, you know, say that if you will. But the visuals were great. I absolutely loved the little, they had little cartoony uh, pop-up kind of things happen that, uh, you know, the, the, the main the main girl, Katie, she would, she draws all the time and, like, makes little movies and stuff. And so that would sort of, like, pop up and incorporate into, the, like, the real world, sort of an augmented reality around her, which was really cool. Um, it was fu- it was fun to watch. It was a lot of fun to watch that. Um, really enjoyed uh, Mitchell's versus the Machines, and that was cool to to see it finally land on a home because it it had a lot of turmoil. Uh, it was supposed to come out during the pandemic. Uh, it had a, the title Connected uh, that was on it, which is just you know one of those like very corporate sounding words like oh we need Tangled and then we need Gigantic and we need just these very like okay we need one word to really hit home what the movie's about it feels a bit contrived nowadays I think you need to make a real title Mitchell's versus the Machines I think is a much more interesting title um it's not super interesting but it does let you understand like who are the Mitchells? Why are they fighting machines? It, let, it lets you understand something. Whereas Connected could be anything. That could be a Joaquin Phoenix uh, artsy, artsy film about him talking to a uh, to a robot lady uh, or, a, or a Siri version, which is another movie. Uh, or it could be, um, you know, a, a big budget uh, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie, depending on what it is. Connected is just a word. It can be so many different things, but Mitchell's versus the Machines is a very specific, you understand what's happening here. Uh, there's a family called the Mitchells versus a bunch of machines. And again, not, not titles don't have to be specific like that, but I feel like things need to go back to that sort of uh, uh, format. It, 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 I'm, I'm not one for the, for the catchy, kitschy kind of names for things. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, It'll be interesting to see if that's a if that's a format people kind of go with because Mitchell's versus Machines was the working title and then they worked in Connected and they got rid of Connected and then it got bought by Netflix and Sony was trying to sell it here there and everywhere they're trying to sell this movie it was it, and they finally got it into Netflix and I'm glad it's there I mean it's it's a perfect spot for Netflix I think I think kids and families will really enjoy this movie and I really think that they'll they'll hit it home so uh, but yeah there's there's my talk on Mitchell and the Machines. Uh, if you uh, would like to hear a full episode of that, maybe I'll do it. I could sit down with John. I know uh, John Myers uh, watched it, and I know he really enjoyed it. Maybe we can find something to really talk about through the whole thing. Um, if not, you know, uh, we can do something else. That's fine, too. Um, but uh, thanks, guys, for being here. That's going to do it for this episode. Uh, next week, we'll be talking talking Infinity Train. I'll be having Jay in London to talk about the possible final 
season of Infinity Train, Infinity Train Season 4. It's a, oh, it's a shame. I really hope that that gets brought back. Um, it's not completely dead yet, but it's looking like that's going to wrap up. We don't know entirely just yet, but we could get hit with a surprise. Who knows? I always thought that... Um, I always thought that Young Justice was never coming back, and lo and behold, it came back. So, um, who who would have thought? Um, so, go watch if you have HBO Max. Go watch uh, Infinity Train. It's a great show, and uh, you know it might help bring everything back. Uh, and it deserves to come back. It deserves to have more. So, because uh, there's a lot of plans that uh, Owen Dennis had for that movie, for that show, and he never got to enact them. In fact, uh, this was. Uh, Probably the most inevent, uneventful as a whole, as a whole plot. It's one of the most uneventful uh, seasons of the whole thing from the from the surrounding plot and everything. It's very straightforward, but it's interesting. So uh, tune in next week uh, for me, London, and Jay to talk about that one, as we always do with the Infinity Trains. Uh, but that's going to do it, guys, for this episode of the video. Oops. That's going to do it, guys, for the uh, Animation Destination podcast. Uh, check us out at animationdestination.com. You can also check us out at destinationcomics.com slash DNN. And you can check us out on Facebook at Animation Destination. That's it for this week. We'll be back. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.